When you need milk for Zoe and a cold brew for yourself, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com slash Boost. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our many broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035 is our telephone number. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. And on MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. And to read the X Chronicles newspaper online, www.xchronicles-newspaper.com forward slash newspaperstand.htm. This hour... We're going to be speaking to Paul Simpson, and uh, Paul has a new book out entitled That's What They Want You to Think. It's published by Zero Press. And uh, Paul is a freelance editor and writer. He is the author of many books on pop culture, including the official books charting the making of Farscape, Smallville, and The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, as well as The Bond Files and a biography on Nicole Kidman. He edits the very popular news and reviews website, SciFiBulletin.com. Joining me now is Paul Simpson. And Paul, welcome back to the X-Zone. Great having you with us again. You're very welcome. Tell me, Paul, uh, every time, you know, people hear your name, there's only one question that comes to mind. Are you a government stooge? No, I'm not. Um, the nearest I've come to any involvement with the government either side of the Atlantic, apart from mm-hmm. paying tax, is uh, that my father worked for the pensions department in our civil service here. I've not ever worked for the government myself, been hired by them um, in disinformation or anything like that. So, no, I am, as far as anybody can be, objective. Paul, why do you think there's been such a growth in the conspiracy theories over the last 20 years or so? 
Well, I think it coincides with the development of the World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. Um, suddenly, everybody can make their voice heard, whether it's um, on a show like yours, whether it's um, on their own blog or their own website. Mm-hmm. So everybody now uh, doesn't have to go through a process of editorial uh, control. There is a direct link between everybody and everybody else. It doesn't go through various different um, sieves, for want of a better word. Mm-hmm. But but because there is the lack of editorial control, isn't there a lot of garbage on the Internet that if there were any controls in place, the, the garbage wouldn't be there? Uh, you, you're getting into questions of free speech here, I think that uh, everybody is entitled to their opinion, no matter how mm-hmm. stupid it is. Um, or, you know, what you or I may think is completely off the wall, somebody else thinks is totally sane. But you know what, Paul? Um, Be, uh, as, as, as a professional broadcaster, we have standards that we have to comply by. You know, we're not a blog or radio station where we pay to have our show on the Internet. We have rules and regulations that are set forward by the CRTC and the Canadian Association of Broadcasters in the States through our affiliates, the FCC. So why shouldn't people on the blog be also responsible for what they say, what they do, and what they print on the web? I think they should be, but who would take on that job of monitoring it? Mm, I think you're, you're asking... It, if somebody's monitoring it, it means that they are setting up a set of principles that have got to apply to everybody. Oh, and God the thing for... about your state, your station, or something like that, people have a choice whether to listen or not, That's and they right. know that your station is regulated, as you say, by FCC. And but you know, relevant. people have the same. They also have the same ability on the internet. If they don't want to read a website, all they have to do is go and change websites. And Paul, we've got to take our commercial break, but I'd just like to leave the explanation with one thought. I believe that the internet is the greatest septic tank that has ever been created by mankind. I'll be back on the other side of this break with Paul Simpson. Don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. 
Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. And welcome back, Exxon Nation. Paul Sim- uh, Simpson is my special guest. His website is www.scifibulletin.com. So, Paul, let me ask you, are, are you a skeptic or are you a believer? I'm somewhere between the two. Um, it depends on the theory that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that um, I went into the book project uh, with the agreement of my editor that I could be, that I wasn't coming in with either. I'm, I am going to believe everything. Right. I'm not Fox Mulder, um, nor am I Dana Scully. Uh, I'm not going to disbelieve everything, no mm-hmm. matter what the evidence is in front of my eyes. In, in your opinion, Paul, what is the number one conspiracy out there today? I suspect it's still Kennedy. Um, You know, 50 years on, we still don't have all the answers. Um, There's still a lot of information that's being kept from the the world, let alone the American public. And I suspect that within our lifetime, we'll see evidence released that will change every theory that's out there at the moment. Do we really need to know what is behind the Kennedy assassination if we're not members of the United States? No. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, no. I think that um, the majority of these theories, we mm-hmm. don't need to know, but that it's part of human nature to want to know. Yeah, we're, we're uh, kind of a nosy bunch, aren't we? Humans. We are. <laughs> we are. It's part of it. It's what you encourage in your children when they grow up. I've got a 10-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. and I always want her to ask why. Sure. Not 500 times in a minute, yeah. but... Um, <laughs> You know, that's how you learn. And some people's minds just naturally go to the, you know, I think some people are naturally mistrustful of governments, they're mm. mistrustful of authority. And so if the government says um, something is black, there are going to be people who say it's not, it's white. Um, out of sheer ordinariness, if mm. nothing else. But when it comes to the Kennedy assassination and so many of the other conspiracies that are out there, I look at them and say, my God, don't you people have anything better to do with your time? Like, there's so much you can do. But when it comes to a conspiracy, the Kennedy assassination, Roswell, I'll give it a break. You know, if you haven't found anything out by now, the chances of finding anything out are are next to none. You say that, but um, one of the interesting things when I was researching this was the assassination of Bobby Kennedy mm-hmm. in 68. Yeah. And audio evidence based on the um, a, a tape that was recently, I, I think about five years ago now, mm-hmm. um, analysed with equipment that we've got now, showed that there were 13 shots fired in that kitchen. But who did that analysis? Uh, it was a professor, I can't remember the name of the chap, it's in the book, but uh, he. it was somebody who was asked to do it by the person who had the tape. But it wasn't an official source. So how do we know that this professor, who is a professor, big deal, how do we know that he isn't, he didn't goof up somewhere and that there was a problem with the tape? We don't. Um, We don't. And I think that um, every conspiracy Mm -hmm. theory, um, every belief system has to run on faith. Um, whether you're talking religion, whether you're talking conspiracy theories, whatever it is. But where do you, you draw? Have... But where do you draw the line between faith and sheer stupidity? Ah, now that's a, <laughs> that's a very good question, and I suspect everybody draws that line in a separate place. Yeah, you know, let, look look at Roswell, New Mexico. 
Okay, yeah. I remember 20 years ago when I first started this show that the same players were saying the same thing as they are today, except people like Kevin Randall are saying, you know what, we're taking a second look at Roswell because it may not have anything to do with aliens outer spacecraft, or extraterrestrials. New evidence has come to light where it could be, and all the evidence that we're seeing now is pointing to a terrestrial vehicle. Hmm. Oh, the the amount of stuff that's been declassified regarding mm-hmm. what was going on at um, Groom Lake, yeah. Area 51, uh, definitely indicates that some of the, the stuff connected to Roswell and certainly lots of UFO sightings in the 50s and 60s were craft that were being um, tested and monitored and whatever. I think that with all of these things, all you can do, and, and this is what that's what you want you to, that's what they want you to think is it's a snapshot of mm-hmm. where theories are nowadays. Um, going to the last one in the book, President Obama's birth certificate. When I finished the manuscript last summer, they hadn't released the certificate. So the chapter between delivering the manuscript and when we went to print, right. I had to rewrite virtually top to bottom because of the new evidence that was released. Um, Dr. David Kelly, the scientist who took his own life over here um, with regards to the um, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, and the evidence in his case, the that changed during that same period. Um, if I was writing the book now, I suspect I'd have to go into every single case in there to check that I'm looking at the most up-to-date versions of the facts. And you're right, they're mm. versions of the facts. They're not the facts, they're versions of them. Do you cover the uh, the Phoenix Lights in your book by any chance? No, I don't. You don't, eh? Do you, do you have a personal opinion on, on that phenomenon? Not particularly, because I tend to... What I've tried to do with mm. anything like that, and that there are other theories that we right. didn't look at, was... I try not to talk about stuff that I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, about. And, and you know what? I, I'm sorry I didn't mean to put you... Uh, put you no, no problem uh, at all. I mean, there are there are certain things that I would be, you know, that I had that I knew about beforehand and I'd have an opinion on. Well, I appreciate... Um, that's I appreciate, not something I know that well. I appreciate your honesty, and I apologize for putting you on the spot there. <laughs> Tell me, this is something I do know that you have in your book, is Princess Diana. Yes. You know, um, I... I, w- I, I being here in Canada, am a great fan of the royal family. And I, I remember staying up and watching the events as they unfolded, watching CNN. I had just come in from a late-night audio shift that I was working at uh, 610 CKTB, and I turned on the TV with a with a nice can of bubbly, and bang, there was the news. Mm. And I'll tell you something, it... it it shook up a lot of people on both sides uh, of the Atlantic. And what what is the truth, or what have you uncovered? What is the present-day snapshot of the, the events pertaining to yeah. Princess Di? A drunk was driving a car too fast through a Paris sub, um, underpass and hit a concrete pillar. Is there anything beyond that conspiracy? Was uh, was the not royal that, family not involved? Not that I have found. Yeah. I read through the, the Paget report, which is the very, very incredibly detailed investigations mm-hmm. carried out um, over here, um, which is oh, I think about twelve hundred, thirteen hundred pages. Wow! But it's available as a PDF on the internet. You can download it and you can read it for yourself. And they and their investigators looked at everything, every single 
theories that um, Dodi Al-Sayed's father, Mohammed Al-Sayed, uh, raised, no matter how insane it was. I don't think they investigated aliens, but, you know, darn near everything else. <laughs> um, but, you know, and they spent a small fortune yep. doing it. You and see, they came to the conclusion that it was a drunk driving a car too fast. You see, this is what... And they weren't a... wearing seatbelts. Oh. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of th- factors. Mm-hmm. If it had been a conspiracy, there, there's, um, there's a comedy show over here on the radio that really nailed this accurately. But basically, they went through all the events that would have to be set up in order for this to be a conspiracy. And you had to have people changing their minds. You had to have hotel staff suddenly saying one thing. You had to, you know, there was something like 15 or 16 different things all had to go in a random way for it to have been a conspiracy. It just doesn't add up. You know, it looks like a duck walks like a duck. It's a duck. That's right. That's right. See, this is one of the great parts of the Internet that I do love is, as you said, you know, it's available on the Internet in PDF. Download it and read it yourself. Mm. See, that, this oh, I think that, that was, the, that was yeah. the greatest thing about writing this book was that most people um, in previous times, and some of the, of the great conspiracy writers like mm-hmm. Gerald Posner and people like that, didn't necessarily have access to the primary source evidence. Right. Um, now we do. Um, in the case of Dr. Martin Luther King, um, there, the library down in Memphis, the, sorry, the, the uh, police down there, had scanned and put up every single piece of evidence that the FBI gained. Wow. So you can actually look at exactly what every single report said. Now, that is information that just wasn't available to people five, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And when you've got access to that, you're no longer assessing other people's opinions, you're assessing the evidence. And that was one of the things that certainly uh, Dr. King's assassination was one of those that I did change my own thoughts on during the research process. I honestly thought, based on the the way that the King family has um, talked about James Earl Ray and various other um, factors, that chances were he wasn't involved. But... There's a killer piece of evidence, if you'll pardon the uh, bad sure. pun, in the um, documentation from the FBI. You know, I'm just uh, I'm, in the book, but uh, <laughs> I'm just sitting here going through my mind uh, of how many of the events that I've watched on television have turned into conspiracies. I remember the Kennedy assassination. I remember watching uh, Senator Kennedy uh, get assassinated with uh, my uncle. Uh, gosh, and uh, uh, like we talked a few minutes ago uh princess die but then there was the one that shook the world 9-11 yes well that was a conspiracy well um one of the best lines in a book about 9-11 um which was actually i think from one of the the doubters was there's absolutely no question that there was a conspiracy it's just a question of whose conspiracy do you believe in was it al-qaeda's conspiracy or was it the u.s government's Either way around, it's a conspiracy. Let's talk about 9-11 when we come back from this commercial break, Paul. Thanks very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here tonight on the Exxon. It's always a great pleasure talking to you. Exxon Nation, Paul Simpson is my special guest. www.scifibulletin.com That's www.scifibulletin.com And the name of his book 
is that's what they want you to think. And Paul Simpson and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news and some words from our fine sponsors right here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com on MSN Messenger. You can always chat with us here in the studio. TV at hotmail.com. And the X-Chronicles newspaper. Everybody loves going there and reading those free papers. www.xchronicles-newspaper.com forward slash newspaperstand.com.htm. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. And welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. Paul Simpson is my special guest for this hour. His website is www.scifibulletin.com. And uh, Paul is a freelance editor and writer. He is the author of many books on pop culture, including the official books charting the making of Farscape, Smallville, and The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, as well as The Bond Files and the biography of Nicole Kidman. He edits the very popular news and reviews website, SciFiBulletin.com. Paul, uh, before we went to the commercial break, we started to chat about um, 9-11. What is the snapshot conspiracies when it comes to 9-11? Well, there are, there are two, basically. There is the... Um what we might call the believers, which mm-hmm. is that um, al-Qaeda and uh, Osama bin Laden were responsible for it. And then there are the the other side, which are uh, the skeptics who believe that the towers were brought down by uh, either the U.S. government for reasons um, you know, never adequately explained uh, or... Um, something else happened there, but it wasn't actually Al-Qaeda. It was done perhaps to um, justify a war um, in the Middle East. When it, when it comes to the conspiracy theory that it was to justify a war in the Middle East, wouldn't it, if it, let's say hypothetically, that was the reason, couldn't hmm. the government have done it in a different way instead of taking out nearly, what, 4,000 people? Oh, there are those who believe that nobody died. 
There are, there are quite genuinely people out there who think the towers were empty. Well, I've got news for those people. I lost a relative in that in that uh, disaster, and I know for a fact they're dead. So yeah. where do these yahoos get get their train of thoughts from? Do they wear tinfoil on their heads and think the aliens are looking at them? What, where do they where do they think? Because they, I think it, it's just that some. It may even be that some people just cannot grasp that this sort of thing can happen. Therefore, it didn't. Boy, they um, need to get a life. Well, quite possibly, but uh, I'm not going to say that about potential readers. Um, well, I'm saying that think, about potential listeners, and, and I believe in calling a spade a spade. Like, these people yeah. are nuts. No, I, I think there are probably more insane theories about 9-11 um, than there are about anything else, with, again, the possible exception right. of uh, JFK. The thing about the 9-11 is that uh, people will latch on to one piece of evidence mm. um, which doesn't necessarily tally with everything else that's being said. Newsflash... That's what life is like. Yes. You know, it's not a pretty picture. Things no. don't always go together, and, um, you know, bad things happen. Um, you know, we could actually getting... put a spin on every news item that ever comes up and, and actually turning it from a news report to a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yes, if, if the government's involved, there are people who genuinely do that. I uh, worked with somebody a few years back mm-hmm. um, who, when he knew I was writing this book started explaining to me exactly how um, the U.S. government had done 9-11. And he couldn't quite understand why I was laughing down the phone with him. Well, I've got, um, I've, got, I've got to tell you something. I've got a neighbor who lives a couple of doors down from me, and he's, he's sat in on the show a few times. He's convinced that it was a U.S. submarine that shot a torpedo at the oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico that exploded. In the middle of New York. No, no, no! In in the in the Gulf of Mexico, the oil rig that exploded. Oh right, oh, yeah. Right. He's, he's going to nine eleven. Yeah. No, no. He's he, well. He's he's convinced that nine eleven was was a way to get into the into the war, but he's also convinced that the oil rig, the BP oil rig, was blown up by an American submarine to control the price of oil. Like, come on, yeah. give your head a shake. I yes, you, you, you know. You, you say you've said a couple of times, you know, these people should get a life. Maybe uh, the problem is that they don't yeah. have other you know, things to focus on. Um, and you know, like anybody, you know, if you're, if you're in a small box, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like if, when you're ill and you're, um, you know, you're slightly feverish, and right. your mind latches onto something at three in the morning, mm-hmm. and you magnify it up into, you know, it, it's the end of the world. Exactly. Um, this is, you know, an extended version of that, I guess. Speak- I, there were, you know, there were people. Um, some conspiracies. The problem is that the, the conspiracies do happen. Um, you know, there was a conspiracy to um, shoot President Lincoln. Yes. Um, there were conspiracies to um, assassinate Hitler. Yeah. Um, you know, so. <laughs> If you sort of blanket say these things don't happen, well, actually, they do. You know, I I, I, I asked a good friend of mine who uh, does a, a talk show in the States why Americans love a conspiracy. And do you know what he told me? Mm-hmm. Because our country was founded on a conspiracy. That's a decent theory. Yeah. But... Um... <laughs> you know, and, and then again, you but know... It's, but, you know it's, it's absolutely right. I mean, yeah. it... it um, in that respect, uh, mm-hmm. any revolution is. 
Um, the problem is that nowadays, or not nowadays, that's not fair, uh, but certainly uh, it's one thing that's come up in the research I'm doing for my latest book. Um, the In the 50s, 60s, and early 70s, the CIA were fermenting revolutions. Mm-hmm. You know, the conspiracy theories about Cuba, about... Oh, yeah. um, you know, all of these places, you know, they, well, we know, they're not conspiracy theories, they're genuine. Well, we know for a fact that the CIA was, in, you know, was was mandated to try and cause a, a fall in the Cuban government with the Bay of Pigs that backfired, you know? That's and, putting it mildly. Yeah, well, yeah, I, it's a family show, so I've got to watch what I say. But <laughs> let, me ask, let me ask you this, my friend. What makes your book different from the thousands upon thousands of other books that are out there? I didn't come into it with an agenda. And I think that really is what sets it apart, is that I came in with the mandate from my publishers and my editor to examine the facts, not to find the facts that fit a theory. So, so basically, um, this is a forensic book on conspiracies. Um, yes, using the word forensic in a loose sense rather than in, a, in its scientific sense. Um, it's not... I don't examine it. You know, I've got mm-hmm. 3,000 to 4,000 words on each of the theories. I haven't got the space to analyse the evidence in the right. way that uh, perhaps, you know, that, that other people have done. I have, you know, I'm, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants, for want right. a better phrase, in terms of, you know, I have looked at research that other people have done into the sources. I have, where I can, mm-hmm. read the source material myself. I'm certainly on Diana, on uh, David Kelly... Um, you know, ones where when material is available, um, Dr. Martin Luther King, I have gone in and I've formed my opinion based on the facts that I have, um, you know, that I have seen. Um, but what I haven't done is said, right, man didn't go to the moon, therefore everything NASA says is uh, rubbish, therefore I am going to believe that that is this, that and the other. Um, there's a little bit, a show that I wasn't aware of until I started working on this, and perhaps I should have been, um, only because it, it's great fun, is the uh, TV show Mythbusters. Oh, yeah. Um, and they actually did, uh, there's a special on the um, moon landing. Yeah, I know, I saw where, They did a great job on that. They did, and I've actually quoted, I mean, it, there's, uh, the footnotes start becoming quite comic at one point, because it's just, <laughs> Mythbusters again. Yep, see Mythbusters. Why don't you just go and watch the episode? <laughs> or it certainly said in the original. I think it may, that may have got toned down by the copy editor. Um, but basically, what the guys did on that was that they duplicated as best you can the the, um, the situation and came up with virtually identical to what people were saying was fake. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great when you know you actually see that uh, being done. The um, I sort of did a similar thing with uh, Dr. Kelly, um, who, in my view, took his own life um, in an Oxfordshire wood uh, back in um, 2003. I actually went to the village where um, he lived, and I walked from the end of the drive of his house to the place where he killed himself. And by the sheer physicality of doing that, Mm -hmm. knocked something like two-thirds of the series on the head because people were saying, oh, he was knocked out by um, Iraqi security. He was knocked out by MI5. He was knocked out by MI6. He was dragged off this, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. No, um, that's like saying it could happen in, you know, in the middle of Young Street in Toronto, you know, right in sure. the middle there, standing there, that this sort of thing would happen. No, there are too many people around who would have seen. Um, it's just what these things aren't feasible, but people don't, 
check their facts, and maybe that's one of the key things is with every conspiracy theory where people are coming at it from a specific angle, inconvenient facts get ignored. All right, besides Dr. Kelly, are there those theories that you've totally discounted now that you've had the opportunity to examine the evidence? Um, I think back to Dr. King, again, that's one that um, I very definitely changed my mind on mm-hmm. from that. Um, the uh, my, my opinions were reinforced on um, Pope John Paul II. Yes. Um, by, I, that was one of the first theories that I was interested in um, when the, David Yellop's book in God's Name first came out and then reading his updated version uh, and seeing the evidence that the further evidence that he'd found for that um, sort of reinforced my view. Uh, there were ones that I didn't know one way or the other on, um, but the President Obama's birth certificate I always thought was probably nonsense. But, sure. um, you know, the what's come out subsequently, to, in my mind, proves that, it, that you know, the, the theories were nonsense, even if they're being promulgated by... Um, people of the stature of Donald Trump. Exactly. You know, like this was, a, in, in my opinion, this was a, oh, another grandstanding way that Trump got media attention. Well, my, one of my, the best things that could have happened as far as I was concerned in the book, because when I was reading that, to me, and I stress this is my personal read on it, um, I always felt there was a racist element to it. Exactly. exactly. Um, but one of the things that we agreed going in, because this was one of the theories that my editor asked me to incorporate. I said, I'm not going to make it a race issue. Because right. I don't think that that's uh, the job of this sort of book. Um, and then I think it was Whoopi Goldberg um, turned around and basically said to Donald Trump, are you doing this because he's black? Yeah. I just thought, great, somebody's actually come out and said it. That's right. And, and, that's, what, it... and that's what we um, you know, started the chapter with, because you, know, you can get that straight out there um, and get that out of the way. You know, if Donald Trump would have stuck to his guns, ran for the president of the United States, and, you know, tried to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt what he was saying was true, that's one thing. But what he did was he caused a bit of a hoopla. He got a little bit of uh, 15 minutes more of media. And then he just kind of cowered, backed right out. Well, people, most people, you know, put up or shut up. Most people will actually shut up unless they are absolutely convinced. Hey, tell, um, tell me something. Do you think Big Brother is watching us? Yes. Yeah. Do I, do I think that the government's available? Do, do I think Big Brother in, in the Winston Smith 1984 sense? No. Not, not as... I don't think governments are that organised. Yeah. Um, do I think that we're in a surveillance society? Yes. Um, I got taken to task recently on Facebook. Um, uh-huh. There's a, a Canadian author of whom I'm sure you know, Rob Sawyer. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, he was talking about the fact that uh, his recent uh, Wake Watch Wonder trilogy talks about surveillance. And he was lamenting the fact that some people hadn't realized that everything that he had said in the book actually was being done in North America mm-hmm. at the moment. And I said, well, you know, and I, I didn't think it was as bad here in Britain. And I got taken to task by somebody with you know, some facts and figures on that. And yes, you know, you, you look at shows like, um, NCIS yep. or whatever, where you know you just take it for granted that um, McGee or Abby can just go right. Well, he's on that close. You know, we can get that monitor from there and that monitor, and yep. he's walking down the street there. And then you know, it's a bad thing in the show where that somebody's in a blind spot from the cameras. Yeah, 
And, and you know, and you go, hang on a second. You know, and, and it goes and it goes back further than that. When the very first social security number was given out, or the very first passport was given out, that is when it all started. Taxation. Well, you yeah. can go, you can go right back. People, governments need to have an idea of the number of people and the um, abilities of those people mm-hmm. in order to function properly. Yeah. You can't you can't operate an economy without knowing how many people there are of working ability of working age. So you have you know you have to have a certain amount of information for a fun, for a society to function. What you don't need is to know the inside leg measurement or what the person does behind their bedroom door. That's not relevant. And it's where that line is drawn that um you know seems to be getting increasingly more and more and more uh, I'm just looking down at the headline in our in the, the Daily Mail newspaper over here today. Beware the spy in the sky, which is talking about Google and Apple using yeah. planes that, um, and I quote, can film you sunbathing in your back garden. Kinky. Good luck to them. All right, you and I have to take our final break, Paul. Please stand by. Great talking to you. Exo Nation, Paul Simpson's our special guest of this hour. His website, www.scifibulletin.com. That's www.scifibulletin.com. And uh, Paul and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break. I'm going to run outside see if I can see Google or Apple airplanes. I'll flash them. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Whatever you do, don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation. Whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials, how we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. Welcome back, everyone. Paul Simpson is our very special guest of this hour. And we're talking about Paul's new book that's out. It's called That's What They Want You to Think. And his website is www.scifibulletin.com. Uh, first of all, Paul, before we go any further, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Uh, but here's a question I'd like to ask you, Paul. If you were given the opportunity of writing a book on one conspiracy and, and spending as much time as you need, as well as the resources that were given to you, which one conspiracy would it be? I think it would probably be um, the did we go to the moon or not? Um, did NASA fake the moon landings? Uh, there's just 
so much good information out there mm-hmm. um, in terms of being able to disprove the theories and being able to do it line by line by line. Um, it's one that has uh, fascinated me ever since there was a fake documentary over here called Alternative 3, which right. we cover in the book. Um, but that sort of sparked my interest in the, was it all faked? So, and, in, your, in your opinion, did NASA fake the, the moon landing, or was no, it real? No. No. Um, I absolutely categorically believe that we went to the moon, um, that you know those um, six lots of pairs of astronauts stood on the lunar surface mm-hmm. um, and came back. And I think it's a great crying shame that um, it's not been built on. And that, you know, what we, you know, all of us who watched those moon landings right. in the 60s and early 70s, fervently, we believe that we'd be on Mars by now or perhaps moving on beyond. You see, Paul, um, this is what I can't understand. All the people who believe that we've had contact with extraterrestrials and the government are, are working with the extraterrestrials on an, a hidden agenda. Well, if that is true, wouldn't they have taught us about better propulsion systems and that we'd be further ahead in the space program than we are now? I think people who believe that think that we are further ahead. And um, to a very small extent, they've got a point. We never do know about exactly what the um, state of the art is Mm -hmm. in that sort of scientific advance. You know, the computers that you and I are using now are three to four years behind what the military have. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just just the way it goes. Um, You know, we were talking earlier about uh, Groom Lake and Area 51 and various projects that went on there. Yeah, fine. We now know about them. Now we don't know what their equivalents are um, that are going on. Isn't it that may true? Be yeah. that there's something. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if I mean there was something in the papers last week, the week before, about a spy satellite that's being repurposed to. Mm-hmm. It's been turned around, so it's now going to be looking out at the um, the galaxy. I didn't see all the details because it was when I was actually in Vancouver. Um, but basically, you know, there's stuff up there in orbit that um, is still incredibly classified and is incredibly powerful. Uh, so, yeah, maybe we are in contact with aliens. It wouldn't surprise me. I think it's very, very arrogant to say that we are the only mm-hmm. pseudo-intelligent life form in the universe. Hey, Paul, I've got, I've got some... God, I've got some... Paul, I've got some bad news, pal. We've run out of time for tonight, but I want to thank you so much, Paul. We're going to have to have you back on in the near future so you and I can discuss more of these these conspiracy theories. Thank you very much for joining us, and uh, take care, my friend. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Exxon uh, Nation, Paul Simpson has been my guest this hour. www.scifibulletin.com, and Paul has a new book out called That's Why That's What They Want You to Think. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the hour as we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away.